Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to a brand new Ralph Report for this Thursday, August 27th, year of our Lord Sheesmoo 2020. All hail Sheesmoo. It is right to give him thanks and praise, Eddie Pence. Mm-hmm. Welcome, kids. I hope you're going to enjoy today's show. No, I take that back. I guarantee. I guarantee. You're going to like today's show. It is chock full of morsels. Nougat. Nougat. Um, <laughs> cookie crunch. Cookie crunch. Some chipped beef in there. Caramel. Chip, oh, don't put chipped beef in my... Oh, it was good they put chipped beef in it. chipped things in it. Ugh. So much goodness in today's show. You're going to love it. Let me tell you why. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because it's Thursday. Things get all hot and sexy up here on mm. a Thursday with Ralph Sex University. Sure, sometimes we take a metal rod and we put it Ugh, on our penis. But, come on, man. But not today. Ugh. We're going to get a little hairy today. Hairy? Yeah, we're going to get hairy on today's sex. Is this from a listener? It is from a listener, yes. (laughs) Questions about pubes on today's Ralph Report. We should have handled this weeks ago. This seems like 101 type stuff. When I was debating whether to uh, shave myself uh, bald or not. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) And uh, we were were having uh, listeners weigh in on my manscaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I missed a perfect opportunity to do a deep dive into pubes. The history, the history of pubes, the function of pubes. There's a history of them? The science of pubes. I didn't know there was a science of pubes. There's a whole world around pubes. I cannot wait to hear it. So we're going to... uh, Because I love pubes. We're going to take a a good, long, hard look at our pubes today. (laughs) We all got them. We might as well talk about them. We might as well talk about them. Except those people with alopecia. Yeah. They don't have any pubes. If you've got uh, uh, penis alopecia (laughs) or vulva alopecia... Then you're you're ahead of the curve because most people want to be uh, want to smooth be down there anyway, right? So uh, we'll take a we'll take a look at that later on in the show. What else we got today? Oh, so much. We got your calls. We got lots of entertainment news. We've got uh, well, first of all, we got some good news. So let's get that out of the way. Okay. The heater has been fixed. <gasps> hot water come by my house i got you're giving it out i'm lousy with it i'm i'm giving away giant jugs of hot water i got more hot water i know what to do did you take one did you take a hot one i uh did uh first thing i did once the uh the repairman left i didn't even wait i stripped naked in his presence (laughs) (laughs) do you invite him in and i was like in the starter blocks it was like the start of a relay race and i said as soon as you leave here I'm running into that shower, and he was not impressed. But uh, yeah, I did. First thing I did was enjoy a nice hot shower in my uh, in my bathroom, wow. and boy, missed it. Missed those hot showers. Well, nearly a week you went without. Yeah, hot I was uh, I was pretty frosty there for a while. So it's um, it's good. 
was it? Um, uh, Thursday or Friday last week, wasn't it? Yeah, Friday, it? Friday last week. So practically, practically a week of uh, cold showers. And yesterday we talked all about the health benefits of cold showers. <laughs> and I don't give a rat's ass because <laughs> I'm taking some nice hot showers. Uh, speaking of showers. Yes. Um, message received. Apparently there are lots of people out there. I'm not are, a weirdo, man. Who are living the Eddie Pence life. I'm not a weirdo. Who are also showering at nighttime before bed. And they were furious that I would dare to even cast a, uh, a sideways glance at their habit of showering before bed. Nighttime so. shower. You got to look into it. I don't. Okay. It's not for me. I don't do anything but sit here and... Uh, make podcasts all day i'm not really working up any sort of uh, sweat okay. or uh, dirt that needs to be cleansed well, in, uh, at the end of the night before in I that respect yeah you can slide into your sheets and be fine but yes. i'm i'm out and i'm sweating and yeah I, I need to you're shower lift, you're lifting those weights getting those guns i'm a swole patrol get the swole patrol going <laughs> but many people called in so many people too many people too many. called in to defend eddie's choice of uh, showering you, at night so uh, message you. received Okay, fine. Go shower at night. Here's the also thing. Yeah. When you have mm-hmm. uh, game show host hair like myself, yes, you can't just roll out of bed and then get on with your day because your head looks like you had uh, some kind of rodent making a nest in it earlier because my hair goes all which ways and stuff and everything. I need a shower to groom to shower and blow dry and get everything in place before yeah, I before I greet my puppy. You gotta knock it all down and build it up. Yes. Got hair like Eddie's. No, it doesn't make a difference. There's no rules, man. You're running a candy apple through it and then you're slapping a baseball cap on. So he just he doesn't have to worry. He's got a, he's got his hobo beard and his nutty hair and he doesn't have to groom in the morning before he greets the world because no one expects him to look anything like except like he does then again you said you sit here all day in podcasts so you really don't need the groom for the world but occasionally someone comes to the door to fix my water heater or <laughs> you know i don't want to scare my child i mean i have responsibilities all right so yes message received and uh, the heater is fixed as i mentioned thank you to everyone for your thoughts and prayers our long national nightmare is over i once again have hot water good so to know that's good good to know, to know. Uh, what else we got to touch on oh we got to do a little hockey talk a little hockey talk. If you heard a scream yesterday afternoon that sounded something like this, that was me in the third period of the Flyers Islanders game when the Flyers had a three nothing lead at the end of the first period. And mm. by the end of regulation, it was all tied up uh, 3 3. I was beside myself. Oh, I bet. And then uh, just a couple minutes into overtime, whew, they pulled it out. Big sigh of relief. The Flyers uh, were able to eke out a 4-3 win over the Islanders, tying up that series one apiece. And so uh, Islanders are tough, man. They are a scrappy bunch. Yeah, they are. They're fast and they're tenacious. And I can see now as I watch them why your uh, beloved Washington Capitals had so much trouble with them. They're a tough team to get out. They're going to be a tough out for anybody. Yeah. So I think this series is going the distance, quite frankly. And I think the next game is today. So um, anyway... Good news uh, when it comes to uh, hockey. I'm not even going to ask you uh, what's, what city the Flyers are from. Please don't. People are saying, uh, I got a couple recommendations that maybe I should bring that up. And no. just seems like good. It seems too easy. We're good. I don't, I don't need an empty netter. I like it more when the, when the goalie's between the pipes and I got to pick, work for I gotta it, right? pick my shot. That's right. I got to go high 
over the glove side in the corner. Okay. That's my shot. That's, That's where better. I, like to go. Yeah. I, I prefer you do it that way. However, since we're talking professional sports, yeah. can we spend a little time on your uh, Washington football team news? Oh. Can we talk about that? Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this or not, Eddie. I heard. But apparently there was a secretly produced and distributed video of the team's cheerleaders mm -hmm. in compromising positions. Yep. Sneaking video of uh, their uh, bare best breasts exposed. Yep. Getting their nipples out. Yep. Dan Snyder is a piece of human shit. And then the uh, the footage was all collected and collated into a uh, secret underground video that was distributed to uh, team staffers. I, so they could all leer and take a look at the uh, cheerleaders in, in various states of undress. He's a garbage human being, and he always has been. What's that all about? They, the league needs to take the the franchise from him. Then He needs to be gone. And they won't do it. If you didn't hear about this story, back in 2008, they were shooting a video, a team video called Beauties on the Beach. I'm sorry, this was a, for a calendar shoot, yeah. Beauties on the Beach. And there was a video crew chronicling the making of the calendar. And because these girls will sometimes change there on the beach, they were able to get these shots of uh, their nipples and things. And then they took all that that cutout footage and they cut it together into a secret video so they could share it amongst themselves there in the organization. Yeah. How creepy is that? Yeah. And then Dan Snyder puts out a statement saying the the whole piece was a hit job and they haven't really. He take he says he takes responsibility for everything, but then in the in the same paragraph says it's a hit job with uh, no uh, verifiable sources. Well, the and, Washington Post says they have the video. I know, but this this is Dan Snyder. He's just garbage. He's up there with Jerry Jones and uh, other people of his ilk. They're garbage people. And they say that the uh, the football team's lead broadcaster, Larry Michael, played yeah. a major role in putting the video together. Well, that's also why he was the f first person to go when this whole thing started clearing out like a month and a half ago. He was the first person to go. So... Um, Way to, way to support a team, Eddie. Nice choices you got Look, going over there. I was a fan of that team before all those fuck knuckles decided to come over and, and before that dipshit bought my team and know. filled it with a bunch of sycophants. I don't know. Seems like you liked it more once they started being a little bit more racist, a little bit more what are you sexist. About? It seems like that's that's what really is the motivation no, for you. It's not my motivation. I want them gone. I don't know. You say that mm. you, with your mouth, but your eyes say, where's that video? I, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -mm. I'm just saying. No, they need. He's, I've been a fan of that team for now 46 years. He's owned that team for 20. Clean, it's my team. Clean not his. up your act is what I'm saying. Get get on the horn there and get your team in order. That's <sighs> fucking awful. Or man. else I'm gonna have to I'll have to call my Eagles and we'll have to beat your <laughs> ass into submission Eagles. again this season. Fuck the Eagles. If we have one, fuck everybody. We'll see. Yeah, I think Eddie had a cold shower. He's kicked. I need a cold shower. He walked into the Batcave cranky today. I'm kid, hot, so this should be a this should be a good one. Ugh. All right, let's turn our attention to you, our beloved members of the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us. There's so many ways you can do it. You can send us an email, Ralph at the RalphReport.com, or Eddie or Steve, if you're so inclined. You can find us on social media. You can leave a voicemail message at the Ralph Report hotline. It is perhaps the most fun way to reach us because then we get to play your voice here on the program. So simple to use, too. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's there available for your use to leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. You just have to dial the num the number. I guess number would be the word <laughs> I'm looking for. Uh, right. The yeah. number. Num number. It is 1-833- <laughs> Hi, Ralph. 
I love it when you call in because I get to listen to all your messages, most of them about showering at night. Yes, that's my people. And then I pick a handful that catch my ear and we put them here in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ross gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Ordinarily, we would kick off the Thursday Garmy on the Line segment with a visit from our friend Carl, who has been volunteering to create and then drink live for us the cocktail of my choosing that I put out there in the world. Yeah. That's how we ordinarily would start this segment. Right, yeah. However, Carl has upped his game. Really? Yes. Carl volunteered to make a video of him making the drink and then sampling it for us all to enjoy He's cutting in on steve's territory he, there. well you too with well, your, hey, i with did a one microwave uh, nugs and everything else you got going on <laughs> so uh, i'm not one to turn down free content no. so what i have done is i've taken that video thank you again carl and we're going to make that special video bonus content for the two, three, and four-star generals who subscribe to the ralph report i'm going to put that out today and you'll all be able to see Handsome Carl there at his bar making uh, a mind eraser. Oh. Don't forget the mind eraser is... Uh, That's a layered one, right? Kahlua with vodka floated on top and then club soda floated on top of that. And you put a straw down to the bottom so it goes Kahlua, vodka, soda. And it just uh, you wash it all mm. down. Man, I drank a lot of mind erasers in my time. Does he have a nice bar, Carl? Uh, he's, he did it outdoors. Oh, he did it outdoors. Yeah, okay. it's, 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 I think he's a Southern California guy okay. and uh, it looks very... Uh, uh, fun. It looks almost like a resort. It looks oh, like nice. like he's Isaac the bartender from the Love Boat <laughs> out there. So I'll send that video out to you kids, and you can watch it. And that, I've talked to Carl, and that's how we're going to do it. Now we're going to do a video every cool. week. If you uh, want to see, you got to again be a two, three, or four star general. Uh, the Mind Eraser will be posted today, and then next week. Here's your challenge, Carl. I'm calling you out. All this talk about Speed Racer. Remember when we were talking about the movie yeah. and about the uh, theme song recently? Yeah. Made me think of a, uh, a a shot that was a favorite of a friend of mine. He used to make them for us when I would go to his bar. And it's called the Mach 5. Named, Mach of course, 5. after the, uh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the car the car that Speed Racer drove. Here's how you make a Mach 5. You get uh, three-fourths of an ounce of Goldschlager. Mm -hmm. That's the liqueur that actually has gold flakes in right. it. So you get you're, to poop gold. You get to poop gold. Yeah. Three-fourth of an ounce of wild turkey, three-quarters of an ounce of rumple mints, three-quarters of an ounce of southern comfort, and three-quarters of an ounce of uh, high-octane rum, Ooh. Bacardi 151 Sounds or like a rough drink. whatever you got. So that's those five main ingredients. You combine all those into a shaker, and then uh, you make the Mach 5. That sounds like a rough drink. That's probably all you need. <laughs> that night if you're doing shots yeah. i'm not a drinker but that sounds like a rough drink man they were good because you got the the kick in the pants of the rum and the wild turkey but then you got the gold schlager the rumple mints and the southern comfort sort of take you home oh, wow i've since uh, no longer able to drink southern comfort after a, a, a episode of violent vomiting having <laughs> drunk too much of it is that the one that gets you now? it's uh it's one that i've conquered most of my alcohol horror stories and able to bounce back but that's the one that still catches in my throat or my <laughs> nose if i smell or taste it so better you than me carl I know to get you now next week the mach five all right let's turn our attention to your phone calls now as i mentioned 
My water heater is uh, fixed, and I say water heater because I received more than one of these calls. Ralph, Eddie, for fuck's sakes, stop calling it the goddamn hot water heater. It is not the fucking hot water heater. You do not need to heat hot water. Ugh. It is a water heater. <sighs> One of those guys. Water yeah. heater. Yeah. You must be fun at parties, wow. sir. This is the guy who says, um, it's not ATM machine, okay? <laughs> A machine is the M in ATM, so you don't really need to say ATM machine when you're getting cash, okay? He's that guy <sighs> who's... Fixing you. He's a pennies guy. So uh, we're not allowed to say hot water heater anymore because you don't, water need, you don't need to heat. No. You don't need to heat hot water, Eddie. Okay. What if you want it really it's hot? It's just the water heater mm. and it makes it hot because it's a heater. So stop it. Nope. But see, I always thought of the hot water heater as like it's a hot water device. Yes. And it's also a heating. That's a heating device. That's how it gets done. So yes. you're more labeling it. Than yes. describing the action of the yeah. thing itself. Yeah. But apparently I'm not allowed to say that. So you can say whatever I'm you want. I'm fixing myself. You say whatever you want. Also yesterday, another big blunder made a big mistake. Why? I did a where did it come from? Yeah. And I forgot to play the uh, theme song. Oh, no. Can you imagine the outrage? I can. The fury <laughs> of the Garmy because I uh absentmindedly forgot to play the where does it come from? Well, I think the song. problem was is because we had already covered it before. You just sort of went into that history of it, talking about how we talked about it before. We talked not... about chipped beef. Yeah, but we'd already talked about it. And so this gentleman was asking about the curse that people say, "Oh shit on a shingle," right. and I was giving them the uh, the backstory of that. Right. But however, it was a where did it come from, mm -hmm. and I did not play okay. the jingle. And this man represents many of you. <laughs> oh dear Jesus. You didn't play the jingle for where did it come from? I don't like it. Ah. <laughs> he, is a, he is pretty much a, a simulation of everybody who complained about that. So I'll try to do better. All I can do. I'm just a man. I'll try to be better. We've been inviting you to call in with your suggestions for worst covers ever in a segment we've been uh, offhandedly calling one-hit blunders. A yes. lot of calls. They're backing up. Sean's got one. I don't know if Eddie's going to like this or not. We'll find mm -hmm. out. Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. Sean from Santa Clarita, four-star general. I got a submission for the one-hit blunders. This has to be one of the worst covers, cover songs I've ever heard in my life. The band Real Big Fish did a cover of Nothing but a good time. Mm. I'm not going to say the the original band name. Thank you, Sean. We all know who originally did yeah, that I song. I don't know. I don't no, think. We know. I'm not going to torture Eddie Please with don't. that one. Thank so, you, Sean. Sean. You guys Sean. know the original band. I, I don't. know the original band. I don't. We do. But, but no, Real no. Big Fish just butchered the holy hell out of this song. Mm. And I can't remember ever hearing anything so awful that wasn't done by Taylor Swift or Starship. <laughs> LMB. That's, all right, Sean. Thank you, Sean. What was the band that did? I don't. We all know it's known. Do you want to take a guess? Nope. You don't want to guess. It's known. All right. Well. Absolutely known. Here's real. Don't need to play. Real it. big fishes cover version of nothing but a good time by that band that apparently we all know. Not the time I can't pay my rent. I can barely make it through the week. Solitary, not a 
to make my girl, but right now I cannot make ends meet. No. I'm always working, slaving every day. Gotta get a break from the same old, same old. I need a chance just to get away. If you can hear me think, this is what I say. Don't need nothing but a good time. How can I resist? And looking for nothing but a good time. And it don't get better than this. Yeah, we don't, bad. we don't need that. That is real bad. It just it just smacks of some bar band somewhere trying <laughs> to be exactly funny. Like, hey, you know that song that everybody loves just the way it is? Well, we're going to do this version. Aren't we clever? Some college band. Yeah. And then I'm the guy at the back of the bar. Boo! Not happy with their decisions. Play it by that other band. The, yeah. The what's, that, band. what's that band? The real band who did it? You know, it? the real one that mm. everybody knows. Everybody knows. Uh, Gemma called in just to make me feel bad about myself, I think. Yesterday, we made a little fun of Eric from Clearwater because he called in wishing everyone happy 420. Right. And I said, it's not April 20th. What are you doing? And then I came to realize, as I mentioned yesterday, checking the timestamp of the phone call, he called at 420. Right. And I said, man, that's a gamble, thinking that maybe you can get lucky <laughs> and one, dark. one of the Garmy members will appreciate <laughs> you wishing them happy 420. Well, I should have known. Hey, Ralph and Eddie. This is actually a message for Eric from Clearwater. He's super duper spooked me out a little bit because he said to stop the show because you mentioned the fact that hmm, maybe somebody is actually listening to the show at 420. It's exactly 420 oh. and I'm listening to the show at the moment when you said it. So I think that he's on some good strength of weed there <laughs> because uh, he's predicted what time I'm listening to the show. <laughs> All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. There's Gemma in the UK listening to the show. And when I play that phone call, it's 420 yeah. when she's listening to it. He's smoking such good weed. He's transcending time and he's space. He's getting mutant powers. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's becoming one of the X-Men. He's a weed boy. Oh, I should have known the minute I said it, that someone was going to be listening to it at exactly that moment. We've already picked our food for Monday, by the way. We are having chipped beef on toast. Ugh. A little shit on the shingle for Eddie Pence so I can teach him the error of his ways. Mm -hmm. Eddie doesn't like it because of the words that are used mm -hmm. to describe it. Adrian brings up an excellent point. Oh, great. Hi, Adrian from San Antonio. So, chipped beef. Eddie disregards foods based on words associated yes. with them. Yes, sir. Not a fan. Like, Chipped for chipped Can't beef. Chipped, chipped yeah. food. But he has no problem or doesn't mention the fact that it's called shit on a shingle. <laughs> that didn't bother him. Just saying. <laughs> You're right. You mean it. Bye. You're absolutely right. He never brought it up once. I don't want to eat food that is called shit. That never seemed to factor into your decision. <laughs> That's true. It was chipped. I did overlook that you point. You got hung up on chipped <laughs> and let shit slide right by. Well, shit I hear all the time. Chipped, I don't hear chipped every day. You're happy to eat shit. Yes. But you don't want anything chipped. I eat shit all the time. Well, on Monday, we're going we're to fix that all. Speaking of food, our man Mike Serber, you know Mike, creator of many of our fantastic jingles here on the show. Uh, Mike has some good news about the chicken story we were talking about yesterday. Oh. We were talking about McDonald's announcing the U.S. debut of their spicy chicken nuggets. Yes. And we also mentioned that Taco Bell's getting into the chicken war with their... Uh, spicy chicken wings. Mm -hmm. And we said, well, it can't be really real wings, right? right. Turns out we're wrong, really? thanks to Mike Serber doing a little research. 
Hey, Ralph, it's Mike Serber. I have some chicken news <clears throat> that I thought you and uh, Eddie might appreciate. Chicken news. Uh, Taco Bell's new chicken wings that they're rolling out are indeed real chicken wings with bones and everything. Mm. And by all accounts, they are really good as far as early reviews are going. Um, I went to my local Taco Bell drive through on Sunday and asked them if they had them yet. And they said they'd only been sent one box. It was long gone, but they're hoping to have it on the menu real soon and people were digging it. So that's something to look forward to. Um, I, w I had my heart set on chicken. I wasn't in the mood for a burrito or anything, but I was thirsty, so I just ordered a Mountain Dew. Because anytime I go through the Taco Bell drive-thru, I cannot resist getting a Bell Bev to go. <laughs> that girl is A bell bev to go. Really shoehorned that one in there. A bell bev mm. to go. Yep. That's what he got. A bell. <laughs> I got it. Bev. Bev to go. Is the I drink. Yeah. And then he got it. Taco Bell. To go. Beverage. Bell bev to go. To go. Bell bev to Great. go. It's amazing. Awesome. Fuck, fuck all of you. Awesome. All you eat dicks. Awesome. Yesterday we we're singing the praises of Lon Chaney. Legendary silent film actor Lon Chaney, responsible for such amazing performances as the silent film version of Hunchback of Notre Dame and also Phantom of the Opera. Mm -hmm. Real talent. I love it when the Garmy calls up and schools me. I mentioned a movie he did called um, London After Midnight. And that's yep. the famous image you may have seen of uh, the guy with the pointed sharp teeth and the wild eyes wearing the top hat. Yeah. And I assumed I must have seen that film at some place, sometime. Turns out I never have. And here's why. Hey, Ralph, this is John from Philadelphia, two-star general. Uh, just listened to the podcast, and you were talking about Lon Chaney Sr., which uh, I'm a huge fan of the original Universal Monsters and especially Lon Chaney's work. And just a cool little fun fact, you mentioned, you know, you can see his work in The Hunchback and Phantom of the Opera, and you mentioned London After Midnight, and London After Midnight is actually a very famous lost-to-time film where uh, I believe the only known copy was Lost to the Fire in the 50s. So that movie actually does not exist anymore, and no copy has ever been found. The only thing that exists are those really iconic stills you see of him with the top hat and the sharp teeth. And then a uh, second fun fact is The Phantom of the Opera, which I believe came out in 1925, was one of the first major films to include a scene with color. But it was all hand-colored, and the scene only lasted about two minutes but they had to sit there and color in every frame individually, almost like a cartoon. It's when he comes out as the uh, Mask of the Red Death during the party scene. So, yeah, just a fun little tidbit about the old Universal Classics, because I could talk about that stuff all day. So, love you. Mean it. Bye. How cool is that, that is for really background cool. info? Wow. They used to, I did a little research after John called, and they would hand color every print before it went out to theaters. Every print. You had to. Uh, yeah, I guess you would. There's no way to duplicate it. Wow. So you'd be watching the movie, and then there would be a, bl a blast of color during that scene for about two minutes, and people were amazed. Wow. How about that? Wow. And lastly, we've been trying to perk up your day a little bit here on the show by early on playing a little upbeat music to get you going. We're calling them the happy hits. Emma called in with her choice. Hey, Ralph. Yo, ho, Eddie. Uh, this is Emma from L.A., and I think I have the ultimate happy song. Pete Townsend's Let My Love Open the Door. It's just so happy and cute. And I don't know if 
cute is a good way to describe a song, but it just makes you want to do a little dance and just just smile. It's just so wholesome, and I think we need that right now. It's 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 a good song. All right, love you, mean it, bye. Thank you, Emma, the great Pete Townsend from his solo record. Here is "Let My Love Open the Door." That's a catchy I want to hear tune. the whole song. I know. <laughs> so hard doing this show. I can't play all <laughs> songs because then I'll be greeting lawyers at That's the front true, door but... as a, a freshly showered man. So uh, <laughs> go find that song on Spotify or some other streaming service and uh, make sure everybody gets paid for it. If you want to hear more of that. That's it for today's calls. Thanks to everybody who called in. I truly appreciate it. If you'd like to be featured on the Garmy on the Line segment, you have to take that first step. You got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. And speaking of Mike Serber, Bell Bev uh, to go. Mike. <laughs> Here's Mike uh, chiming in on this next segment. This is where we pay tribute to folks who passed away on this day, August 27th, in a segment called Hello, Death. Sooner or later we'll all meet our maker Today, while we're still above ground, there's plenty to learn about the folks in the urn. So Ralph's gonna break it down. Hello, death. Hello, death. These are all the folks who passed away on August 27th, starting back in 1576. Titian passed away. Titian. Titian. Like one name. He went by one name. Oh, he was fancy. a famous Italian <laughs> painter, Eddie. Oh, then yeah, of course he was. Tiziano Vicelli is his name, known better as Titian. 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 Titian or Titian? Titian. T-I-T-I-A-N. Titian. But it's pronounced Titian, mm -hmm. as in T-I-S-H-I-A-N. I like I'm sure you do. A legendary Renaissance painter, considered one of the most important members of the 16th century Venetian school of Renaissance painting. Mm -hmm. 
Famous for its very voluptuous ladies. Oh, yes, like the full-figure ladies. Yeah, yes. like Venus of Urbino. Oh, she got a nice butt on her, a bigger thighs. I'm going to make her so much love, he said famously <laughs> as he painted that. 1748 on this day, August 27th, James Thompson, famous Scottish poet, passed away at the age of 47. He was known for his poems, The Seasons and The Castle of Indolence but best known for the lyrics to this song that is known by every goddamn British listener we have in the Garmy. Rule Britannia. Mm. That was his work. Oh, Willie. Rule Britannia. Britannia rules the ways. (laughs) Good? Yeah. That's great. What's the song about? It's about how Britain rules the world. That's it. Man, their empire. Yeah. Well, he's kind of writing it towards the end of the England empire. England never, never, never shall be slaves. Well, he was writing it towards the end of the empire then, right? No, man. In the 1700s? 1700s? That was so, they were still, they still. They were on the decline. They owned a lot of the world. They're like we are now. They're on oh the decline. <laughs> They're on the way down. You're just poking... I'm Ashton, Ashton with a poking. stick. You're just asking for this feud you two had to keep going. When did the, when did the British Empire start contracting? It had to be around 1700s, right? Well, no. I mean, the 1700s, they still owned the colonies. This yeah. is well before the independence of America. Well, it was in the got, same general time frame. Not really. No. He died in 1748. Okay. So he wrote Rule Britannia oh, well little, before okay. that. All right. So we're, we're a, a good little. half century off of okay. the independence of America. Now, they still had India. They had the well, West. Yeah, they had India for a while. They, okay, they, so they were still a full empire. They, the sun okay, never just, set on the British I'm, Empire. I'm just, well, the, yeah, the sun sets on all the empires Man. at some point. Man. We're, we're, we're looking at sunset right now. You're coming at, uh, you don't like scientists in this segment? You don't like, like the like Brits scientists. in this segment? I, no, I was just, I was simply asking questions. I didn't know when the British Empire, like, Kind of, some would say it's still going on. Okay, all right, enough with the empire. The, cult, the cultural empire of the Brits still oh, yeah. is, is huge. I mean, has a, yeah, I would yes. agree with that. Yes, not since. I'm talking about the physical empire. Oh man, that's Eddie. Oh, at the report.com or Eddie Pence on social media if you'd like to straighten him out. I, me personally, I like the Brits. I'm, I like the Brits I'm too. I'm an Anglophile, as they say. Oh my God. On this day in 1879, Roland Hill passed away. Ah, oh, he was a good man. What did he do? Well, you know, I say about the 1800, uh, uh, let me try that again. You know, I say about the 1800s, Eddie Pence. Right for So many goddamn inventions. <laughs> Back in 1840, Roland Hill came up with the idea of the adhesive postage stamp. Oh, He's the guy who put glue on the back of the postage stamp. Smart. So you could lick it and stick it. What did you do before then? Um, you, I, you had to nail it to a letter. <laughs> That's how they did it. They nailed them. They nailed stamps onto <laughs> That's packages. That's going to be problematic. It was, especially when you're shipping something that was liquid. <laughs> yeah. He was uh, English, by the way, it depends. English. Oh, part of that British Empire yes, we're talking about. exactly. Here's another Brit. In uh, 1898, John Hopkinson, British physicist and electrical engineer, he died on this day with three of his children in a mountaineering accident in the Alps. Hmm. Yeah. Don't don't go to the Alps with your children don't, mountaineering. Don't do anything mountaineering. Don't do mountaineering don't, with children just, ever. Just look at the mountains from the safety of a chalet yes. while you're sipping a cocktail. 1924, William Madoc Bayless, British mm. physiologist. Right. He discovered, oh, let me see if this is important, hormones. Boom. That was him. That was his contribution. 
You know, what these, that, you know what these are? They're hormones. Something already existed. He just found it. Here we go again. No like, one had isolated hormones before this guy. I'm just saying. It's a huge achievement. They were already there. He just looked first. <sighs> That's all. That's all. That's all he did. That's I'm was just conduct saying. pioneering research in saying. physiology, biochemistry. You act like he created hormones. He discovered them. Yeah, yes. he just he just found well, them. Well, everything exists until somebody mm. puts it together. Okay. On this day in 1958, Ernest Lawrence, yeah. American nuclear scientist, American. an inventor, an inventor rather, he uh, came up with the cyclotron. What's that? Cyclotron is a, a particle accelerator. See, that didn't pens. exist before he invented it. Yeah, but particles did. All he did was put it, them in an he accelerator. He didn't discover a cyclotron. He just speeded up the particles. The particles were already there. No, I'm sure someone else found the particles. They and, were already there. Anyway, the uh, the cyclotron it was the most powerful particle accelerating technology until the 1950s when that was superseded by the synchrotron. Hmm. But the cyclotron is still used to produce particle beams in physics and nuclear medicine today. Oh. In 1963, W.E.B. Du Bois, American civil rights activist, writer, and founder of the NAACP, died at the age of 95. And don't dare call him Dubois. Oh, he didn't like that? He would correct you every time, yes. Du Bois? He did not like the French pronunciation. He liked oh. his American pronunciation of Du Bois. Okay. 1967, Brian Epstein. Does that name sound familiar? The last one does. Manager of the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Yes. Guy. He was uh, despondent over the fact that Beatles weren't touring any longer and busy in the studio with George Martin. Didn't really need, seem to need Brian Epstein's guidance anymore. And so he took a drug overdose at the age of 32 That's on this such day. a sad ending. Tragic. But his whole life was wrapped up in those four lads from Liverpool. And <sighs> once he felt his influence starting to slip, he just couldn't bear it. That's why you got to find a hobby. That's true. 1971, Margaret Bork White, American photographer, was the first female photographer at Life magazine, by the mm. way. She died at the age of 67. 1978, on this day, Robert Shaw. Man, what an actor. British actor, novelist, and playwright. So many great performances. Sting, he's great in The Sting. Yes. Uh, the Deep. Black Sunday, of course. He was a great playwright as well. He passed away of a heart attack at the age of 51. People probably still know him best for his work as uh, Captain Quint, don't you think, from Jaws? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. That great scene where he... He was only 51 when he died? Yeah. Wow. Uh, he, he was a bad alcoholic, too. His uh, body had taken a beating. Well, yeah, he looked older. <laughs> yeah, that was what shocked he was so young. Remember that scene of Jaws where he rakes his fingernails mm -hmm. across the blackboard to get play every, that, are you? everyone's attention? Don't, no, I can't. Don't play I can't, that, I can't listen to it. But I can play uh, what he says afterwards about finding that shark. I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for ten. You gotta make up your minds. You wanna stay alive and ante up? You wanna play it cheap? Be on welfare the whole winter. Yeah. Mm. So great. So good. For ten thousand, you get the head, the fin, the tail, the whole thing. That Still, the, when they're talking about the USS Indianapolis, that's one of the best scenes in the history of film. It is, and he wrote that speech. That's so good. Yeah, it's amazing. They had to go back and reshoot it. Because he was too drunk to do it. <laughs> and so he felt so guilty, he rewrote it. And he was a brilliant writer as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he made uh, he made one of the yeah. classic moments. I could film. watch that scene over and over again. On this day in 1980, Doug Kenny, American humorist, co-founder of National Lampoon, died at the age of 33. Hard to believe. Mm. 
1990, Stevie Ray Vaughan, legendary American guitarist, died in a helicopter crash at the age of 35. What a young death today. I know. Jesus. It's not good, but the uh, music he left behind, man. The sky is crying. Good mm. stuff. Mm. Uh, also on this day, Greg Morris, American actor from Mission Impossible and uh, Vegas. He played Dan Tanner's cop friend on Vegas. Oh, yeah. 1996, he passed away at the age of 62. I know his son, Phil Morris, who's a very talented actor as well, played, um, I forget the name of the character, but he was the lawyer on Seinfeld that was representing Kramer quite a bit. Oh, yes. Kind of a spoof <laughs> of uh, Johnny Cochran. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> great performance. 1997, Brandon Tartikoff, TV executive for NBC, um, genius executive, uh, shepherded so many great shows into NBC during its prime, died at the age of 48. And then at this point, what we'd like to do is talk to Eddie Pence about a food related to someone who passed mm -hmm. away on this day. And then we find out if it's something that he would eat. You're already grumbling. You don't even know what the food no, is already. Because it's, I, I, it's a lose-lose situation. No, it's me. not. It could be a win-win. That's why we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Okay. To see if we win right. or lose. Lay it on me. See whether you eat it or stick it up your ass. Or pull it out of your ass. <clears throat> Many of the things he can't actually stick up his ass. Like yesterday was tomato uh, juice. I can't imagine could how you butt do butt chug it. it. I guess you could uh, <laughs> give yourself an enema. You could give yourself a tomato juice enema. <laughs> But today we're talking about George Burns. Ah, oh, the great George Burns. Now, he didn't pass away on this day, but his lovely wife and longtime partner, Gracie Allen, did pass away at the age of 62 in 1964 on this day. Were you a fan of Burns and Allen at all? Not Burns Allen. I didn't watch see a lot of Burns Allen. Oh. I was a fan of George Burns later, like the old God movies and all that He's, stuff. He was a great solo yeah. performer, but the majority of his uh, career that made him famous was done in partnership with his wife. Yeah. As Burns and Allen, they were a huge success on radio and then television as well, feature films. Great. She had great comic timing. She was the funny one, and he was the straight, straight man. man. Yeah. And uh, a great partnership. George outlived her by 38 years. He passed away at the age of 100 yeah. wow. in 1996. But we're talking about food, and George's favorite dish of all time was sea bass. He loved sea bass. His wife, Gracie, would make it for him all the time. He'd eat out in restaurants all the time. Uh, George uh, Burns' uh, friend, Groucho Marx, used to make fun of him every time he ordered it because he ate it so often. <laughs> sea bass <laughs> is today's food. Is that something Eddie Pence would eat? I don't know. I don't know because it may be something related to the word sea bass. or bass. It's got ass it in it. It's got ass. Who knows? <laughs> we got to find out by pulling that handle. Here we go. One sea bass, two sea bass, three sea bass, and it's Wow. I like sea bass. That's a fish that usually comes with bones, I'll have you know. It does. I uh, I, I didn't experience sea bass till later in life. When wow. I was, when I used to, my old bartending gig I had in Westwood when I first moved out here, yeah. they served a lot of different fish dishes and you get free lunch when you work there. You right. know, make it in the back and that's where I had my first sea bass. And I was like, oh, this isn't bad. Look at good. you. Wow. Yeah, pretty good. I did not see that coming. No. Yeah. See? It's not a lose-lose. That's a win-win. I, I guess I won. You're a fella that eats something once in a while. And I could put that up my ass if I wanted you to. You could. Make sure you put the whole one up there. Don't <laughs> don't put the skeleton up there with the bones. Pulling out's going to hurt. Because that'll be, that'll be some tearage. <laughs> and that's today's Hello, Death. Hello, Death. 
Bluebeard dead now, so shut up. Now it's time to take a look at the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, congratulations are in order to DC and Warner Brothers. Their Comic-Con alternative they put on over the weekend called DC Fandom, an unqualified success, 22 million global views from over 220 countries and territories just during the 24 hours wow. that it was available via their player. So, um, And that was the cool thing. They only made it available for a day, and then it went away. So you had to go to the website if you wanted to see it. And even more importantly... Afterwards, the uh, views of the trailer content that was launched by that event, 150 million views around the world for the Wonder Woman trailer and the yeah. Batman trailer and stuff like that. I think the timing just worked out for them. You had that whole, like, Marvel ended their phase three with the end game, and then you had the Crisis on Infinite Earths, which sort of, like, brought the DCU into their television program and expanded the universe, and then, like, you basically had this pandemic. So I think, like, the timing worked for them to put out new content and people just to really be ready for it well you know uh, san diego comic-con tried to do a virtual con and that did not go well because that, that just seems so like all over the place at least this was fandom this was like dc this is where you yeah. go for your dc stuff it was very focused uh kevin smith we were talking about this at hollywood babylon about the uh, dc fandom and he seems to think this is the new trend that you won't see comic-cons with all the participants anymore, everyone will splinter off and start doing their own. What's to stop DC from doing a DC con, a practical yeah. con convention in a convention center where all all the focus is on DC? Why share time with Marvel or anyone else when you can drive your that'll, fan base directly to your thing and monetize it and sell tickets and make it your thing? That'll be very sad because it's a lot of the same thing. Like I love DC and I love Marvel and I love Star Wars and I love all that stuff and I like to go there to see all of that. But you're going to have to go to three different yeah, conventions. It's become streaming services. Exactly. It'll be the the fan version of streaming services. Yeah. I I predict. Hey, my buddy Seth MacFarlane's at it again. Boy, he's developing a lot of shows lately. New sci-fi series developed along with uh, Seth and Peacock. Get some Peacock. <laughs> it's called Skywatch. Oh. And it's based apparently on a viral short film that was very popular online, directed by a guy named Colin Levy. And it's about a, a teenager who hacks into a drone delivery system to pull a prank on his school bully. And he accidentally crashes a dangerous prototype drone and then finds himself entangled in a conspiracy with the government and some other people. So this well. isn't a comedy. Uh, no, no, no. So far, everything Seth has put his name to as producer has been dramatic. We talked about the Winds of War. Right, he was doing right. that World, uh, World War One and Two family saga. I mean, so far, it's all been fairly mm. serious stuff. So maybe he's steering away from comedy now. Maybe he's had enough of that. Maybe. Speaking of television, CBS is in trouble because they don't have any scripted series episodes to air on their network. Uh-oh. Because nothing's in production. Yeah. Luckily, they got uh, CBS All Access in their back pocket. So if you always wanted to see Star Trek Discovery, the new Star Trek series, but you didn't want to get the streaming service, now you can watch it on CBS television. They're being forced to put their stuff on television. They're pulling episodes from wow. that show to put into the holes in their schedule. Also, One Day at a Time, the Latino uh, remake of the original sitcom will also be airing on CBS, as well as some other product from their uh, CBS All Access streaming service. They're going to put it out there for people to watch on the regular network. Well, maybe that'll work out as a sort of an advertisement for when things get back to normal. People might s subscribe over there. If, if you're like on the stuff. fence about watching Star Trek Discovery, then you get huck, uh, hooked rather on regular television. Right. 
if you want to watch more, you're going to have yeah. to cross back over. Might so work out. Sometimes it's the old, uh, it's the old drug dealer. <laughs> Give the first one free. The old drug dealer technique, which is to give out a little free yep. taste and then come back for, uh, for the cashish. I think I'm going to put this episode out as the free one. And then <laughs> there you go. If you're listening now, I'm not going to hear it tomorrow's show unless you pay me. Speaking of drug dealers, yeah, Jim Belushi's in the news. Why? Because Jim has a big marijuana farm in Oregon. Oh, he does? Yes. Okay. He is a grower, and he's got a TV show on the Discovery Channel called Growing Belushi. Didn't know that. Yes, well, it's uh, brand new. But he's talking about how he wants to use cannabis and CBD to help change the world. It can. It can. He seems to think that treating the homeless vets, especially, who are on the street um with cannabis would actually help adjust their mood and their attitudes and many of them self-medicate with uh heroin or pills or yeah. alcohol and which do not, nothing no. to help your state of mind no. really not nearly as much as cannabis does so he's got a plan that he is going to open a pop-up dispensary in portland oregon and offer free cannabis to homeless and low-income people wow right I'm all for it. I mean, there's cannabis can be so good. We get yes. we have to drop the stigma stigma off. We cannabis. really do. We gotta we gotta wake up and get on board, and it has to be legalized nationally. And we have to collect taxes on it and treat it like we do booze and other drugs that are a much more of a danger to your body, to your body, and to society. Right. It just makes no sense to me. You rarely hear about people getting into a fist fight at a dispensary over <laughs> something somebody said. Yeah. But if I could tell you how many how many bar fights I personally had to break up during my cocktail uh, days, it's just it's just it's ridiculous. Pure, pure willful ignorance and a stigma. But please don't get me wrong, booze is awesome. <laughs> but so is cannabis, is what I'm saying. Uh, Mark Lennon's killer, not Mark Lennon at all, no. John Lennon's okay. killer. Like, named, who the fuck is Mark Lennon? <laughs> named Mark David Chapman. See, I <laughs> juxtaposite. Mm, I juxtaposed <laughs> those two drinking? names. I wish I was. I think the I think the hot shower just has me too relaxed. <laughs> I should have taken a cold one. It was perked me up. Uh, Mark David Chapman, a murderer of John Lennon, went up for parole this week, and surprise, surprise, he was denied parole mm. yet again. This was the eleventh time. And just like the previous 10 attempts, he will not be allowed to leave prison. He's going to rot in there for the rest He's of his life. He's got to pull a Morgan Freeman so. and Shawshank Redemption and just say, I don't give a shit. And then we'll let him out. Oh, That's how it works. I see. That's how it works. But then that didn't end well for Morgan either, quite frankly. Why? Well, you know, on a beach and uh, with the... Mm, on a boat? Uh, I don't know. I think that might be a dream sequence. I think <laughs> oh, it's, you think he died? I think it's like the end oh, of Greece. Okay. I think it's see, like... See, now you're over over there. Now you're on my side. <laughs> I think it's like Danny and Sandy... I just, uh, how did he get there to the beach and everything? I don't know. The whole thing. It's all part like, of the letter. Mm, mm. Andy Dufresne was my friend. <laughs> and speaking of African-American entertainers, NBC News had to apologize for Kevin Hart. I don't know if you saw this story. Oh, yeah, I did. They were doing a story about Usain Bolt. Pull a Marco Rubio. <laughs> the uh, world record sprinter who tested positive for coronavirus. And in doing the story, they put up a photo of, you guessed it, Kevin Hart on a Tuesday night, making Mr. Hart, well, upset. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, the, he called the mistake disrespectful on so many levels. NBC said, "Oh, it was a, uh, it was a uh, just a glitch. It was a technical glitch to oh, how we pull, pull photos up and put them on the air. That's mm. not how that works. How hard can it be to Google image search Usain Bolt or whatever? Not hard. Not hard at all." <laughs> So embarrassing. 
All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on August 27th. This is a good one. You know the band Vanilla Fudge? They were a great band in the 60s, primarily known for doing hard rock arrangements on contemporary hits of the time. They would take Beatles songs and do a hard rock version of that. Their most famous one is probably You Keep Me Hanging On by the Supremes. Well, their singer-bassist Tim Bogert is 76 years old today. Here's a little Vanilla Fudge. Uh, actress Alexa Pena Vega. She was little girl in Spy Kids. Oh, really? She's okay. 32 now. Oh, my God. The Spy Kids girl is 32. Oh, damn it. Stop time. Just stop. Paul Rubens. Ah. <laughs> Mr. Pee Wee Herman himself <laughs> is 68. Oh, my God. But he's a, he is defying time yes. somehow. You well, see him now. He looks like Pee Wee now. Even when he does Pee-wee, he, can t- he looks a little older, but he doesn't look like he's pushing 70. Oh, he does not. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> I know I look pretty young. Yay. Well, mm. I guess if you act young. I guess if you masturbate in enough porn theaters, <laughs> it keeps you young. That's my, that's my answer. Guitarist Alex Lifeson of Rush is 67 years old today. Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad is 41 years old today. Peter Stormare from Fargo and the Big Lebowski. He's the uh, the nihilist Yes, in uh, Big Lebowski. 67 years old today. Bassist Glenn Matlock of the Sex Pistols is 64. God save the queen. She ain't no human being. Eddie likes that song. That's it's a good song. Anti-England. That's yeah. why. Stop. Man. Stop. I don't know why you Not hate anti-England. I don't know why you hate England I so much. I just had some questions. No one knows Ugh. where this hatred comes from. It's not. I'm from. My people are from there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Are they? My last name is the same as their money. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're named after their money. Come on. Sarah Chalk from Scrubs. Also uh, second Becky over there on Roseanne. She's 44 years old today. Actor G.W. Bailey. You know him from the Police Academy movies and MASH and The Closer. He's 76. Percussionist Bobo of Cypress Hill is 53. Chandra Wilson from Grey's Anatomy is 51. Patrick J. Adams, star of Suits, is 39. And another No Doubt birthday, the second one we had this week, bassist Tony Canal is 50 years old today. And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat.
And here it is, the moment you've been waiting for. Every Thursday, we take a look into human sexuality by flinging open the doors of that esteemed institute of learning, Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. Today, we're looking at our pubes. Oh, good. We all got them. What's up with pubes? What is with them? I don't know. Well, we're going to find out. Uh, You know, usually I say when you're going to either email me or call me about a segment for Ralph Sex University, the same rules apply. Don't call when you're really drunk. Oh, no. Because no real good can come from that. (laughs) Right. This is the exception that proves the rule because this is an interesting topic. And it came from a listener who sounds very, very drunk. Oh, Ralph, what's up? Eddie, yo-ho, and uh, try some more foods, you fuck. I love you, though. (laughs) But that's not why I'm calling. I have a question. Okay. Uh, I'm a little tipsy, so bear with me. No. Uh, Why does pubic hair Mm -hmm. stop growing Mm. at a certain length, but the hair on your head will grow like forever? And see things like arm hair and shit, you know? Yeah. All right, boys. Have a good day. Thanks. I love you. Mean it. Bye. Right. Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what happened at the end there. I think maybe his cat came in. Oh, my God. <laughs> my cat just came. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but he wasn't happy at the end oh, of that. Fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, pubic hair. Excellent question. How come we have to go to the barbers all the time to get our hair cut? Right. We don't have to go to the pube barbers. Yeah, that's weird. If you let it grow, it just stops at a certain point. That's weird because you get your like you get your facial hair around the same time you get your armpit and your pubic hair. Right. What about the hair on but, your arm? But the facial hair will keep what growing. What about your ar- arm hair? Why don't you have to go to the arm barber? Yeah, I don't know. The barber. The barber. You call it. How come hair is growing at different lengths? What's going on? So let's do you take, have answers? I do. Let's okay. take a look at pubes, shall we? When it comes to pubic hair, by the way, did you know humans are an anomaly amongst mammals? I mean, by definition, almost all mammals have hair yes. on their body. But humans are the only ones that grow specifically in regions having to do with sexuality. Huh. Usually if you're like a monkey or something, you got hair you everywhere. Got everywhere. Yeah, right? yeah. So um, it turns out that our hair has evolved in those regions for a specific reason. So we get to, before we get to why it grows the way it does, let's find out about pubes, shall we? What Please. do pubes do? Well, it I, turns out they serve many purposes. They Eddie. do. Yes. First of all, it signals reproductive ability. Your pubic hair, as by definition, appears at puberty. It is a f- obvious physical sign of sexual maturity. So they believe at one point in our evolution, it served as a visual cue for prospective mates gotcha. you wouldn't waste your time trying to mate with someone who didn't have pubic hair right. because there was no value in it, it makes sense in terms of making babies makes right? sense yes it also interestingly enough protects our genitals from bacteria and other pathogens really often people have the misconception that pubic hair somehow signifies a, a dirty set of genitals or something right. when you think all... it would hold on to bacteria being hair see that's the difference it has the same purpose as eyelashes or nose hair eddie It traps dirt, debris, and potentially harmful microorganisms for reaching our genitals. Hmm. How about that? 
I see that for the vagina, but not the penis so much. Sure, you want to keep your balls free of but there's no, debris and there's things. There's no hole. There's a hole in the end of the penis, but that's well away from the pubic hair. It's not that big a hole. Well, nothing's really getting in there. I was saying, there. but I could see it for the vagina. Uh, well, it also, uh, hair follicles produce sebum. Sebum. Oil. Hair oh. oil, which prevents bacteria from reproducing. Oh. So you can't give your awful germs, whatever you got, to the lady that you're laying with. I'm because clean down of there. Because of your giant hairy bush. Look, I shower at night before I get busy. Uh, yeah, they also say that there's proof that certain uh, sexually transmitted diseases can be prevented by pubic hair. Really? Yeah, urinary tract infections and in women's cases, uh, herpes, can't, it's harder to spread because there's no skin-on-skin contact if you're very hairy down there. Hmm. Also, it reduces friction, Eddie. I could see that. Genital region skin is very delicate and pubic hair acts as a protective buffer during sex. It's easier to rub hair against hair than it is to rub skin against skin. Sometimes you can get inflamed if you're, if you're bald Especially down there. Especially a little stubbly down there. Exactly. Temperature control keeps our uh, genitals warm. We don't want to keep our genitals warm. Well, As you men, do when it's cold out. Yeah, but you want your balls to be cold. No. Because it kills not if they're too cold. If they're too cold, you're not producing sperm just as much as you, you, if they're too warm. Right. You're trying to regulate just the right okay, temperature. Right. And then there's pheromone transmission. Again, we've talked about pheromones before. Scientists aren't really quite sure how that works into our sexuality, but they do believe that pheromones are secreted from something called the apocrine sweat glands, and the genital area is just loaded with these glands, and it looks like pubic hair may trap and help disseminate the uh, the pheromones into the air. So mm. you're picking up uh, the smells coming off of uh, your pubics. Got it. Now, why does it stop growing at a certain length? Excellent yes. question. Uh, body hair is all different. Just because we're mammals and we have hair in a lot of places doesn't make it all the same hair. Mm -hmm. Now, all hair acts the same way. There are three cycles, three growth fa phases to any hair. Okay, The anagen phase, the catagen phase, and the telogen phase. And each one acts differently. The uh, anagen phase is the period of growth where the cells in the hair bulb are rapidly dividing, creating new hair. The catagen phase is when your hair stops growing and detaches itself from the blood supply. That's a club hair. It just kind of lives there. Mm -hmm. And then the telogen phase is when that club hair gets pushed out and falls out so that a new hair can take its place. Okay. So that's constantly happening on our bodies. You may not be aware, but you're constantly losing arm hair and leg hair and hair from your head, hair from your face, yeah. and then hair from your pubes. You're constantly shedding cells all the time. Exactly, yeah. and hair is no different. But it turns out that the phases are controlled by hormones, so not all hair grows at the same density or in, at the same time. Okay. Like um, axillary hair, which is what uh, armpit hair is known as, uh, it has a very short antigen phase. It only grows for a very small period of time before then it gets... Um, uh, the growth gets arrested and then eventually it, it falls cycles out. out. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what happens in pubic hair too. The, uh, the, for example, the antigen phase in the hair on your head is three to five years. Hmm. A hair takes three or five years to grow to its full length on your head. Okay. The antigen phase of pubic hair is just a couple of weeks. So when it's done growing after a couple of weeks, that's as long as it's going to get. Hmm. And that's all controlled by different hormones and brain processes in your body. Oh. And that's why it doesn't. But some people get real bushy. That's just their That's natural just their state. Natural. They're just, they just have, you know, everyone's body has different fluctuations right. when it comes to how much hair, how long the hair grows. Do I mean, it can fluctuate, but there is a definite difference between the length that will grow in your pubic hair than any other area on your do, body. Do those different life cycles pr produce a different 
texture of hair because the, the hair on your head is way different than because the texture under your arm is a much more fine hair whereas your pubic hair still feels very coarse same thing the uh the, the hair bulbs the follicles themselves come in different sizes and create different qualities and quantities of hair okay. so they're very specific for the reasons that they're needed for mm. and also pubic hair by the way don't get uh, confused sometimes if the drapes don't match the carpets Oh. Because hair color in pubic hair is usually defined by the hair color of a person's eyebrows. I've heard that. Yeah, not yeah. by uh, the hair on their heads. So, the eyebrows is what your pubic so hair is. So don't be surprised. All right, let's talk about grooming because we've talked about this before and it um, it's a big thing now. A lot of men are, are manscaping, as we mentioned. Mm -hmm. Women for many, many years have been, to varying degrees, cleaning up their nether regions. Yes. And uh, we need to talk about that. Why does it happen? Well, usually it's because of social norms, and it varies around the world. For example, in Korea, pubic hair is considered a sign of fertility and sexual health. So no women in Korea, or men for that matter, uh, shave or trim their pubic hair. Hmm. The more hair, the hairier you are, the bushier you are, okay. the sexier you are in Korea. Not a fan, but okay. So much so, Eddie, that now women in Korea are getting pubic hair transplant surgery. Seems ridiculous. Procedures that will add pubic hair to that area. The cost is around $2,000. and takes a, a waste of money. It takes a few hours. Such a waste. To have hair added to their crotch so Why? they can no. be sexier. No. It's cultural, I'm telling you. We don't you. need that much bush. It's not for you, but in Korea, you're like, yeah. For all that bush, Give yeah. me some more of that. No. Let's take a look at pubes through history. Please. People have been shaving their pubes as long as there have been people. Oh. They have found prehistoric toys. Not toys at all. <laughs> Tools. Tools. Maybe they were toys, too. Sharpened stones used by cavemen. Ooh. I don't know if I want to take a sharp rock down there. Cavemen used to shave their genital regions, mm. largely because of parasites. Really? Yes. They were getting bugs and stuff oh, in like there. Oh, like lice and shit. Yeah. Did you know uh, pubic lice go back three million years? No, I didn't know that. The scientists speculate that the reason humans get pubic lice mm -hmm. is because originally that lice was specific to gorillas and other primates. And the prehistoric man would murder them and eat them and then would lie down in their nests oh. to sleep in it. And then they would get yeah. infected with the same lice that had infected the primates Whoa. that they just killed. Well, that old saying, if you lie down with gorillas, you'll wake up with crabs. That's what they always <laughs> used to that say. What they used to say that? I don't know. Ancient like Egyptians it. used to shave off all their pubic hair. I could see that. All of their body they hair. They seem like a, a freaky fact. group of people. Head, body hair, pubic yeah. hair, all went. Yeah, yeah. Men and women. I saw Stargate. In, uh, in Greece, ancient Greece, same thing. Uh, pubic hair was considered offensive. And so the Greeks hmm. would pu pull them out one by one. Oh, Good Lord. Or burn them off. No, no, no. We don't hate them that much. Uncivilized, they call mm -mm. pubic hair. No, back that's then. uncivilized. In Rome, same thing. Smooth. Yeah. Men and women. The cavemen can figure out how to sharpen a stone. The Greeks can. It's well, you know, the ancient Egyptians invented sugaring and waxing. They oh. were the first to wax pubic hair. Oh, it had to be painful. Yeah. Uh, and then in the Middle Ages, the, the fad swung back the other way. Pubic hair was considered attractive. Now, some women would still shave for hygiene reasons because mm -hmm. of lice and things like that. And then they would wear what's known as a merkin, well, which is a pubic wig. The old merkin. So they could still be attractive. They would have a smooth vulva, but they would pack it with a, with a wig so that they would still look sexy to the men. See? <laughs> I do it all the time. 
Um, then, of course, you know, through the 1940s, it actually, it was around World War. It wasn't until World War One that women were encouraged to shave their underarms and legs. Did you know that? I didn't know it was that late. Yeah, the hmm. 20th century before women started doing that. And then in 1946, the whole world changed because the bikini was unveiled. Mm. And that's when women said, well, I got to start cleaning up that region so things start poking yeah, out through my, spider down there. my bathing suit. Yeah. Nope. So they would clean things up with a razor. In the 60s and 70s, it was just all hell broke loose. You could have as much bush as you wanted. But the Koreans would have loved that. Oh, that was their, that was their era right there. <laughs> the term 70s bush, by the way, is still used by oh, yeah. people. I throw it around every once in a while. Yeah. And then in the 80s, there was trimming. And in the 90s, that's when we got the Brazilian. The Jay Sister Salon in 1987 unveiled the Brazilian wax to America. And uh, we've never been the same <laughs> Never looked back. <laughs> then followed by the Boyzillion. What's a Boyzillion? Oh, it's that's men, a man It's men it. getting completely waxed. I wouldn't do that. And uh, then, of course, uh, manscaping was introduced around, they figure, the late 90s, early 2000s. is when men really started working on trimming and waxing their, their own regions because the the image of a perfect man in the 70s, it was Sean Connery and Burt Reynolds, just hairy chest and hairy yeah. back and hairy shoulders and hairy crotch. Right. And then smoother became the new in fashion thing. And so men started taking better I've care of I've always been themselves. a manscaper. I just feel more comfortable down there. I bet Tidied not. up. I'm guessing you're pure 70s. I am not 70s Bush. These days, here's how it breaks down. 84% of American women say they have removed at least some of their pubic hair. I would think 84%. so. 84%. Yeah, with bikinis and whatnot, yeah. 62% said they've removed it all. Okay. Right now in America, 69% of men claim to trim their pubic hair. Thank it's you, the that's... highest ever in American history. Men are taking care of their pubes. <laughs> well, I think that's a good thing. 17% shave it all away. I don't shave Which is what away. I was thinking about doing before, but I've opted not to. You just shave the balls, correct? Uh, I trim... I trim tightly everything, and then I shave the balls, yes. 35% of men care for their pubic hair weekly, they say. Every week they have to that, it. I'm not that attentive. 42% do it monthly. I'm about, a, I'm about a once a month guy. Here's the thing. The really interesting twist, it shows you how this is a cultural phenomenon and how quickly it varies. It used to be in 1980s that uh, women who were purely shaved was a fetish porn hunt. People hmm. would look for footage in the early 80s of women who were bald down there because it was so exciting and really? different now the fetish is finding women who have fully grown back. to watch that so uh, mm. again just uh, reinforces the concept that it's a cultural thing whatever you're comfortable with basically that's what people say but don't believe that it keeps you that it's unhygienic or it's dirty or it's smelly if you if you wash regularly and you shower there's really no difference. Yeah, they the, claim the, one the body's the designed pretty well, so it's a self-cleaning yes. device for the most part, uh, except when you have really cold water in your shower, and then you're not quite as clean, perhaps, <laughs> as you should be. But now I'm sparkling clean. You could eat off of my penis <laughs> if you wanted to. Maybe on a munch. No, nope, that's not a munch and Monday. <laughs> that will I put a foot down. Maybe you could eat some chipped beef. <laughs> off my dick i don't want any shit on your shingle thank you very much <laughs> and that's it for today's sect university all right kids that's it for today's show come on back tomorrow we're gonna have a good one fridays are always fun around here because it's a friday leads us into the weekend steve ashton returns with the uk update also the video vault we're going to take a look at three films that maybe you haven't seen before or haven't seen in a long time we'll give you suggestions to what to watch over the weekend more of your phone calls more entertainment news 
We're going to have a blast, but it's never as much fun if you're not here. So please come on back. And to do that, you got to take care of yourself. So stay the fuck at home. Wash your hands real good. Stay good in the hood. And stay swell. Give them hell, buddy. That's right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye.